Hi, Irvi. This is a, a very special chain chat because um, you are going to be heading, along with uh, some of your colleagues, our new Singapore chapter, right? Yes, I'm super excited. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, us too. Hopefully it's a, the start of a, a long and fruitful uh, partnership. Um, so basically how this chain chat works is um, we interview people from different parts of the of the industry. We ask each person to leave a question for the next person. And then um, the last one we had, I'm wondering if you'll have an answer for it because I know you're a smart woman. But uh, the last question was, one thing you've done in Web3 that you're not proud of? <laughs> oh wow that's an interesting question so I mean um, I think I think you probably uh saw everything very well through <laughs> I've done some silly things like make some silly nfts and put them on um the exchange but I I, I don't I don't know if I regret anything yeah, I think that's a fair enough answer. I think. <laughs> As I say, be careful if you're careful, and uh, I'm hoping that you can share some of that advice with us as well of, of how to how to not make silly mistakes. But yeah, we'll come to that. So, um, would you tell us a little bit about you and your background? Yeah, sure. So, um, my name is Ovi Guglani, and currently. I'm working in fintech, so within the fund management industry, focusing on the technology um, initiatives and the investment side as well. Um, previously, I was working um, in in sort of um, in the finance industry before as well. And my background in terms of academics is in computer science and economics. And you can see is that I've always been really interested in this um, intersection between finance and technology and that's how I've been involved with blockchain because I think that's a really that's a place at which the cross-section really meets. Um, during college I was heavily involved with blockchain at Berkeley which is the largest student-run organization um, where we were consulting for various companies um, including Airbus, BMW um, and the likes of that and that was when I really got involved in blockchain um, in the past and now I'm going to be heading the Singapore chapter of DIB which I'm super excited about um, bringing um, some of the passion that I built up during my time in the Bay Area and even back in New York to Singapore um, which is a slightly different ecosystem definitely but um, very exciting um, to be able to do that. Cool all right so I'm gonna ask you um why you have an interest in diversity first of all and then I'm going to remember the next one. So I think diversity is something that's very close to my heart. Um, I've been a minority in um, pretty much every setting I've been at. So in college I was uh, majoring in STEM um, meaning that in a class of 126 people I was often one of three girls um, in the classroom. Then I decided to go into find nominated um, in my like previous team uh, amongst maybe 120 people there were 15 women um, and on the trade floor maybe uh, five itself in in the office I was at so it's always struck out to me and I think that 
um, the state of diversity in industries like finance is um, much behind where it should be. I was reading a statistic particularly about the fund management industry um, and currently there are 11.5% of women in fund management um, and it would take 300 years to reach gender parity. Um, and frankly, like this is a common theme I've seen in like industries like tech as well. Um, and I'm a bit impatient. I don't think I can wait 300 years. Uh, something that's really stood out to me. During college, I was um, supporting an initiative called She 256, which is um, in particular um, supporting uh, gender diversity in crypto and blockchain. Um, and through these experiences, I found that having role models who are female, having role models who are diverse um, in terms of ethnicity, race, really does make a difference in terms of the perspectives you're getting introduced to. Um, and ultimately that leads to like better innovation, a healthier workforce, uh, and just all around um, benefit for businesses and uh, technologies overall. Mm -hmm. So have you had any um, specific role models yourself or you have enough confidence to, to want to be a role model for other people? Uh, I have a lot of role models. I think it's my role models and mentors really who have supported me um, in allowing me to be at, at a place where I am today as well. So all kudos to them. Um, one role model uh, that really st stands out and has been supporting me um, for a while. It has been my mentor. Her name is Julia. She works at BlackRock. Um, and she has been uh, supporting me to look at different career paths, um, look at different angles of uh, how to approach different problems, solutions, and really take the past pathless um, taken as well. I think with the um, wanting to go into the blockchain industry in particular, um, or even like general fintech, it's not the most traversed path. There's continuously evolving and her belief in my abilities has really uh, benefited me so far. And I hope that if I, I'm able to make an impact enough that I am a role model in other people's lives as well. Yeah, I'm sure you will be. I'll come at you with loads of questions. Don't worry. How did you, uh, how did you get in contact with your with your mentor? Then is that an official? Is it through an official program or? Yeah, so I interned in BlackRock, um, twenty nineteen, uh, and she was assigned as my random mentor uh, through the Women's Network, uh, and she happened to be also alumnus of my school, uh, UC Berkeley. That's how I got to um, connect with her. So that was an internal policy that BlackRock had to set uh, uh, somebody that was coming into the company up with a mentor within the company. Yeah, with, uh, it was a policy of the Women in Network, the WIN Network. Okay, perfect. And, but the yeah. Women's Network is uh, BlackRock specific or is this a general thing? Yeah. Okay. It's uh, BlackRock, the chapter that was, that assigned me my mentor was BlackRock's chapter, but it's an organization that spans like multiple companies. Ah, okay, okay. Well, perhaps that's an interesting um, way for a lot more companies to, to propel diversity as well, to have like a mentorship yeah. system. I know there are external ones. I was chatting the other day to 
um, a couple of uh, great women, uh, Julia Nikolova and Natalie Robinson, they founded One Up, One Down, which is a mentorship program as well. But um, it sounds like uh, mentorship is the is definitely the way forward. Definitely. Um, all right. The other question I was going to ask you is about then uh, what is the situation in Singapore? How does it differ to what you've seen before in, yeah. in the Web3 space specifically? Yeah, so I think Singapore as a country is extremely tech forward. Um, it's often said that Singapore operates kind of like a startup. So um, I remember talking to like one of the ministers, Minister Vivian Balakrishna, when I was in college, he came to visit the Bay Area. And he said, Ovi, you must bring your tech background back home to Singapore. It's your duty as a Singapore citizen to do so. Um, and I think Singapore as a, as a country is very supportive of the like technology and blockchain industry um, and its image to the rest of the world in that in that um, scene as well. Um, so, for example, uh, it has blockchain technology platforms to validate certificates and transfer electronic records. So certificates of like school diplomas, um, health certificates and things like that. It's a public database that um, people can access to validate like for example their employees records and things like that um, it, it really encourages innovation in the industry through various grants like for example the monetary authority of singapore has over 16 grants and programs for innovation alone um, supporting up to like four hundred thousand um, dollars worth of technologies providing up to like 70 percent subsidies um, and even like business development people to people who want to uh, avail of these programs. Um, and they have so many like festivals, uh, companies here that are encouraged to come and present to Singaporean, Singapore um, companies as well. Just like for example, this Wednesday, um, there's the FinTech Festival in Singapore, which has uh, the CTO of uh, ex-CTO of Coinbase coming and speaking there um, and various founders of blockchain companies speaking there. So it's definitely a very bustling um, ecosystem and conducive to like technology innovation and blockchain generally. Um, but at the same time, having lived and studied in the Bay Area, uh, which is undoubtedly like the tech paradise, I think Singapore does have a lot of area to improve. And as such, like one of the primary reasons I want to get involved in diversity in blockchain and bringing that to Singapore is to bring together more people, um, to build a stronger community here. Because I think there's interest um, the community could be more formed, um, uh, stronger. Yeah. Uh, what do you think then could be like the first thing that Singapore needs to make an improvement? Like, what is it crying out for? I think the biggest thing, Singapore, and also a bit more generally, is just like education and blockchain. Mm -hmm. um, schools don't teach blockchain in Singapore. Um, even just like there's something called polytechnics, which are kind of like community colleges in the US um, and they don't have like blockchain specific courses. If at all, they have like a few seminars here or there, but nothing to teach like what blockchain technology at its core is. So I think the biggest thing that would make a difference to the ecosystem of um, the country would be having more education on blockchain, get more people involved. And as a result of that, the ground up like foundation of the industry would be stronger. 
Mm. Yeah, I think education is a, a recurring theme when it comes to hurdles or, or barriers to to blockchain. What um what resources have you? I mean, obviously you study computer science, but still everything is so new. The old cliche, but everything is so new. How do you stay up to date with your knowledge? I think the biggest thing I rely on is definitely like hands down my community. I've been learning a lot from industry professionals through attending conferences, um, to like asking people for coffee chats uh, and using uh, like LinkedIn, for example, to reach out to people and things like that. Um, mm -hmm. Besides that, I've also have built a strong group of friendships from my time at Blockchain at Berkeley of people who are like extremely passionate about the industry um, and who are working like full-time on their startups in the blockchain industry and I often use that as um, a, a way to my connections of that to like bounce ideas off uh, and have like talk about innovation in the industry, what's going on, how I'm thinking about things um, with them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, cool. Um, okay, let me have a look. So what's um, one thing that not many people know that you think they should know? Um... I think one really thing I find really cool about the blockchain or like crypto industry is that what the concept of white hats. So like, potentially white hats are basically like ethical security hackers. So unlike traditional sectors, because blockchain is quite new, um, the industry, the crypto industry is quite nascent as well. Um, the number of white hats in the industry has made a huge impact to the industry. For example, I remember in um, the ETH Denver uh, meet, the, Jay Freeman talked about how he found a 350 million um, smart contract vulnerability left on the world. Uh, and he's like patched it up, found the bug and returned the money. Um, and I think like incidences of this have been very, very frequent. I know that there's a recent incident, uh, forgot the company, but in August 2022, um, a billion dollars of um, uh, tokens, US dollars worth of things uh, leaked out. Uh, and a white hat found that vulnerability and returned the money to the company as well. So I think it's kind of stunning how strong the network is, how people really want this industry to flourish um, and how unique the industry is. Uh, yeah. No, it's nice. Like the people who are building it, the impression I get from my non-tech side anyway, is that as the honest people are building this and so it's attracting this kind of personality as well, right? So it's like a, a vicious circle. Well, a vicious circle in this case now, but um, yeah. what um, where do you think then uh, the EI efforts should or could be focused for up and coming companies in the Web three ecosystem? Um, Sorry, I'm not, kind of yeah, froze. I think it froze. No, um, yeah. I was asking where do you think DEI efforts uh, should and could be focused for um, for companies that are starting out in the Web3 world. 
Um, it, what do you mean by ERA? It would. Sorry, you broke off a bit. What did okay, you say? No, ERA? Where where should the EI efforts be focused for companies that are starting something new in Web three? Uh, so diversity and inclusion efforts uh, mm -hmm. we focus for companies. Um, I think back to the point of like education, like um, working with university, local schools, um, is really where I should start up. And as um, like, sorry, I think the brain again. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Um, my yeah, so I think it's really at the local university schools that DNE can start off. Um, but more than that, like uh, hosting like open sessions, uh, hosting like conferences, presenting at festivals uh, really does make a huge impact. I know that uh, we were presenting, my company was presenting at um, the Asia Risk Conference a couple months ago. We had a, a large number of people coming up to us at the end of the um, conference asking about how they can learn more about the initiatives you're running um, and things like that. So awareness forms where people can get involved. Um, and of course, everything boils down to education and providing resources um, and even availing of national resources and um, government um, yeah, I think it's something that's missing because I think a lot of people who are coming into it now and want to provide this kind of education, like there are bits and bobs of education everywhere, but there's not like a, a systematic, foolproof, you know, step by step way to to go from zero to the hero, if you like. Like a yeah. lot of it's like. Yeah, try this avenue and learn a bit and read a bit on Reddit or a bit on Google or speak to somebody and I find something. But the, I think, in, in fact, I did see a, a master's advertised in here in Spain um, and it looked very complete, but I don't think I've seen any anything in English yet, which is strange. Normally it's the, the first one. Have you seen any courses? So... I can take this opportunity to pitch the course I um, helped run and worked on um, during college, which is Blockchain at Berkeley's edX course for Intro to Blockchain. Um, it's one of the most popular courses. Comprehensive. Six has a few advanced concepts as well. Um, and my, uh, my friends there, Rusty and Jillian, who ran the whole course, extremely, extremely knowledgeable people. Um, yeah, I would highly recommend. Tell me, tell me again where it is or how to find this course, because again, sorry, I think it's my connection, but it cut out a little bit. So is there a, a, a website that we can look at? Yeah, so it's edX. Let me send you the link. Okay. I guess as well, like the people who are who are good at creating these kind of resources may not have the marketing to, to get like it's a combination of everything, isn't it? To to get it out. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Um, I think it's 
I think I obviously got the ad for that for that Spanish master because of my location, but um more and more universities are having these programs as well. I know a couple of Indian universities who have um like certifications and things like that. I haven't actually noticed a master's in blockchain. Um, so it's really interesting that you mentioned Spain has that. I haven't heard of that before. I'll, um, I'll look for it and, and send it and, and add it on somewhere into the into the into the transcript as well. But yeah, and I wonder as well if um, maybe this one that you've shown me is it? Um, I mean, for people who are casually interested, because of course you can you can go and do a, a degree or a year long course in something. Once yeah. you once you know you're interested in it, but for people who yeah. are like you know want some kind of casual resource, I'm not sure. What that I'll have a look at your your link in a bit anyway. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in the end, uh, I'm sure it will all come together. We will have uh, everything we need for all the different types of people and their different levels of interest. But um, all right, what's your prediction about where it's all going? Web3 industry overall and yes. blockchain. <laughs> so I think, put simply, uh, Web3 will completely transform the existing processes of different sectors. And I think that Web3 industry overall has the potential and will soon be actually a multi trillion dollar industry. Um, and it's we can already see it's already becoming the, one of the fastest growing se uh, sectors for the next decade. Um, in terms of trends, one of the key trends I notice are like decentralization, 3D interactive technology, um, artificial intelligence um, embodied with Web3 and definitely cloud technology and IoT. And it's really like a mishmash of um, all of these intersection of these with Web3 that uh, we can see um, making a huge impact. Mm -hmm. um, there yeah yeah um, yeah sorry no go on and i think it's really the concept it, it took me a while to understand it but but it's really the concept of web3 being more than just a technology web3 is more of like a social movement um the technology is like of course involves the decentralized internet that's powered by blockchain but the the social movement aspect of it is that it's really powered by people um and things like workplace uh exhaustion that we noticed in covid um, and things like that are definitely things that are going to be challenged in the web3 world um and i think that's so exciting uh just seeing that these problems that people thought couldn't be tackled can actually be addressed and that's why i just wholeheartedly believe it would um, revolutionize the way we're currently living. How do you think, um, I find it interesting that you say like even to do with exhaustion that Web3 could help that. Can you elaborate or? Sorry? Can you elaborate on how you think it can help mitigate work burnout or exhaustion? Yeah, so as jobs become available through the metaverse and um, things like that, the element of the conventional way jobs work 
our jobs currently exist wouldn't be the same. So that it, the exhaustion coming from like turning up at the workplace every day, doing the same mundane tasks, um, maybe replaced by something completely different in the metaverse. To me, honestly, it sounds a bit fuzzy when I say these words um, as well. But I think as I read more and more, I realize that it's really the social movement in off the concept of the metaverse and um, all that it entails that really um, embodies what Web3 is at its core. Yeah, no, not fuzzy at all. Like, uh, just that it's something that I hadn't thought about. I mean, we hear a lot of talk about, okay, can make supply chains, blah, 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 or, um, you know, gaming. Everybody's talking about, you know, interoperable, like you can buy a, a skin in one game and take it to another game. This kind of stuff, but yeah. I, had, I hadn't thought about the the impacts in that way either. On, the, I mean, I guess, yeah. Anyway, something else to peruse. Um, all right, then I'm going to ask you just if you have any other wisdom or insights or something that you were, something you were thinking in your head that I might have asked you, and then ask you to leave a, a question for our next guest. So, anything else you want to share? I think to all the readers um, and listeners, uh, I'd say that get involved in blockchain early. And I can personally like guarantee that blockchain, as blockchain technology improves, it will become more and more refined and a part of our daily lives. Um, in no matter what your sector is, no matter what your industry is, what your position is, and it's still super early on. In, 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 the, in the industry life that you can directly also have an impact on it. White hats, for example, as I mentioned earlier, are people, normal people like walking around. You can be one of those white hats. You can be one of the people who like develops the next generation of blockchain technology. And I think that is so exciting. Um, not like I work in finance and finance is decently old school in the way it works. You can't necessarily disrupt the way it's running. Um, as easily as you can with uh, an industry like blockchain where each and every one of us can have an impact on a daily basis. So get involved in blockchain, earlier the better. Um, and it's so, so exciting. Perfect, thank you. All right, and then a question for our next guest then. Um, what is the craziest thing you think can happen in the metaverse okay what is the craziest thing you think can happen in the metaverse yeah <laughs> i always write this down and i uh, don't need to <laughs> but i like it to hand just in case can happen in the metaverse. okay great got it well thank you so much we normally keep these to about half an hour so uh um, we will leave it there, but I'm going to go check out the link that you sent me. Um, in fact, I will look quickly for that link that I mentioned. Uh, I'm not sure if it's translated into English. I did try to contact them um, because they were having a... Uh, what was it? So for this interview, will the recording be shared or is it just a transcript? Not the video, the, the audio, yes. Okay. I'm just going to quickly find the, um, I, maybe I won't. Uh, 
Oh, I don't want to to keep loads of uh, silence on the <laughs> on the recording, but it might be worth it for somebody who's who's in Spain. Uh, was it Web MA or something like that? No, I think it's longer. Uh, Web3 MBA. Let me look for Web3 MBA. It is in Spanish. I'm not sure if there's a, if there's a um, on-site translation. Let me send you the, the link. Or whether you can Google Translate. Ooh, it's a bit of a long one. But yeah, anyway, there's that one if you wanted to take a look at it. Um, all right, we will leave it there. I will stop recording. But thank you again for, for coming on and uh, look forward to, to working with you. Same here. Thank you so much for having me, Natasha. This is so much fun and I'm excited to talk to you again next week. Same. All right, speak to you soon. Yes, bye. Take care. Bye. Thank you.